Welcome to Interviews. My name is Laurent Autain. I'm a business coach on a quest to crack the entrepreneurship code. So I thought, why not talk to entrepreneurs and ask them the right questions? I make sure to alternate between a male and a female guest every week. I hope their answers will inspire you. This podcast is available on all your favorite platforms. If you enjoy it, there are three ways you can help me make it bigger. One, subscribe. Two, share your favorite episode on social media. Three, buy me a pizza. Blog on my website, laurentnotin.com slash podcast and click on the icon, buy me a pizza. Hi, thank you for listening. This is a special episode. I launched interviews a little less than a year ago. I've interviewed 47 entrepreneurs so far, located in 16 different countries. Because this podcast is about cracking the entrepreneurship code, I thought it was about time to start decoding it a little bit. I've analyzed what my guests have said compiled their best practices, and now I'm ready to share my key learnings with you. No guest today, only me talking, sorry. However, let me tell you that this episode is full of extra valuable content, so be ready to take notes. Before I go any further, I'd like to sincerely thank all my guests who have taken the time to share the entrepreneurship journey. I've enjoyed all of those conversations. I don't know if you noticed, but I make sure to alternate between a male and a female guest every week. My way to promote gender equity among entrepreneurs. I'd like to thank Taryn Anderson and her organization, Impulse for Women, who have been supporting the podcast for a while now. Impulse for Women connects female tech entrepreneurs and social impact projects with investors and corporate partners. You can find more information about them on their website, impulse4women.org. Finally, a massive thank you to all of you who have been listening to one, some or all episodes. Interviews has exceeded 4,200 downloads overall and is listened into 46 countries. That's amazing. You can help me make this podcast bigger and inspire more entrepreneurs. Simply tell your network about it. Share your favorite episode on social media. If you enjoy this show, you can contribute and buy me a pizza. I love pizzas. Log on on my website, laurentnotin.com slash podcast and click on the button, buy me a pizza. I swear you cannot miss it. Let's get into it. When I think about what my guests have been saying, I see words popping in front of my eyes. 
Words such as journey, impact, purpose, failure, resilience, people, advice, or opportunity. These are the words that I have heard again and again. Or similar words, persistence or fortitude instead of resilience. Team, mentor or coach instead of people. Patience instead of journey. You get the idea. I'm going to share five common elements that play a major role in doing entrepreneurship the right way. One, entrepreneurship is a journey. Two, entrepreneurs fail. Three, entrepreneurs crave for impact. Four, entrepreneurs do not exist without people. And five, entrepreneurs need to master sales. Let's take each element one after the other. It's going to be messy. Sometimes you're going to cry. I know I did, but it's worth it. And that's what's fulfilling about doing something that really challenges you personally. This is the thing that it's the most competitive activity that you could ever engage in. That's an extract from episode number 15 with Steve Brown, the founder of ROI Online and a fellow podcaster. Here is another extract, this time from Brian McMahon, the founder of Expert Dojo, episode 28, that I particularly enjoy. You gotta, you gotta start from a place of humility. You know nothing. You have no clue. And yes, there are startups that are successful because they're pure lucky. But you can't start with that as the main criteria of your journey. You have to start with the main criteria of your journey is that everything possible that will go wrong is going to go wrong. So the first thing you got to get sorted out is your fortitude. You got to make sure that your mindset is in a place that you're ready. And that means that everything a great athlete should do, you should do. Mm. The first thing I learned from all my interviews is that entrepreneurship is a journey. You usually start from scratch with something that doesn't exist and build it up piece by piece. You're in for the long haul. It kind of never stops. Your mind is always at it. It requires a lot of patience and resilience. Success doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it never happens. One of my guests used an analogy with watering a plant. First, you don't see too much progress, but if you continue to do it properly, feed it, take proper measures to make sure it's growing strong, eventually the plant will blossom. You will yield results. I like to see entrepreneurship as an iceberg. The tip of the iceberg is the only part we can see. We know there's so much more under the water that is hidden. Well, that's what entrepreneurship is like for me. You only see the tip of it. There's a lot more that you'll have to discover. There'll be many challenges along the way, as well 
as rewards. You have to be very, very, very patient. These things just take so much longer than you think. Mm-hmm. And don't don't be stuck on your initial idea. Like allow surprises to happen and savor surprises. Uh, learn from them, and if you end up building a very different company than the one that you intended to, that's good. Indeed, as Nicholas Henriksen, the founder of Witch Club, says in episode thirty, it requires patience. You're not going to be a millionaire tomorrow, or ever, for what I know despite what social media can make you believe. Slow down and don't worry about what everybody else is doing. It's your journey, not theirs. If entrepreneurship is a journey full of uncertainty, there is one thing that is certain, and my guests have often talked about it. Failure. You will fail, 100% guaranteed. Entrepreneurs know it's part of the game. So these years as entrepreneur have kind of taught me that if there's a will, there's a way. So the path will appear uh, when you start walking towards it. So you mm. will slip, but that's fine. You will tumble out of the boat, <laughs> off the mm. road, whatever. That was Kirsi Hegberg the founder of Felike on episode 21. The point of failing is to make you and your business stronger. Don't be afraid of failure. Adopt the right attitude. No schools teach you about failure, really. Yet all entrepreneurs talk about it. You don't want to fail, of course, but you need to recognize that there is the possibility of many failures along the way. Treat them as opportunities to learn and improve. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to admit that things are not going well sometimes. We are human. It's healthy. Let me give the last words on that specific topic to Anna Yusela from We Encourage in episode 24. The fear of failure is so interesting how much it can control you. Mm-hmm. Definitely, there will be bumps on the road and there will be setbacks and, and kind of like seeming failures. But if you are anyway going there and making something that uh, kind of gives you a good feeling and you want to spread the good feeling around you and do something that makes an impact. So who cares if there is some setbacks? Who cares if there is failure? The third major element entrepreneurs have in common, something I think I talk about in all the conversations with my guests, is the thirst for making an impact. Daniel Tichner, on episode 43, summarizes it as follows. I cut. My biggest dream is to make an impact. It's very important to give. Not only giving to other people, but the satisfaction of giving or helping others is enormous. And of cut. For entrepreneurs, it's not about the money. The journey doesn't make sense if 
The purpose is not clearly defined. It often evolves around helping others. Roxana Nassau in episode 31 describes it very simply. I caught, I wanted to make a difference. I have type 1 diabetes and I wanted to build something in the healthcare industry, potentially help people with chronic diseases. End of quote. Eli Libai from Results Imagery expressed similar thoughts in episode 42. But I do think that there is an impact uh, and kind of a legacy that we're all leaving as entrepreneurs. And that's, I think, a, a reason why people get into entrepreneurship. It's not, I don't, I mean, some people are driven by money, whatever, that's great. But I do think there's a deeper impact, which is a legacy that you can, mm -hmm. you can actually leave versus working for somebody else. You can't really leave a legacy because that legacy, you're basically building that, that person's dream that's leading the company. You're not really leaving your own legacy. And I think that's what is addicting to entrepreneurship. Start with why, would say Simon Sinek. And you know I'm a big fan. That is so true. Ultimately, entrepreneurs want to build something that will make them and others proud. The company's why is the same as the founder's why. Follow your values, your principles to find it. As Lakshmi Gandhi said on episode 45, don't create stories that are not you. The why comes from a place of authenticity. Be who you are. The, the, the worst thing that can happen as a CEO of, a, of your own company is that you, you lie to yourself. If you lie to yourself for too long, you lose your... You, you lose your authenticity, your voice, your, your, your raison d'etre, your, your purpose. So, and you also lose the ability to make fact-based decisions. Mm -hmm. um, so, so authenticity is a lot, has a lot to do with being connected to, to that vision that you have uh, and to your motivations. That was Andreas Devos, the founder of Slash, episode 34. Entrepreneurs are dreamers. They have a big vision. They want to change the world. Your company was or will be created for a specific purpose. That purpose, the impact you want to make will drive your business, will determine who your clients are. We provide you with clarity. It will give direction to all of your people. I try to, uh, every time we have like a weekly team meeting, go over and like paint a picture where, you know, I was like, you know, I was just reflecting uh, earlier today on, you know, what could the world look like if every user had a voice? You know, imagine if every company never wasted time building a product that nobody wants and that nobody is going to use. How much more amazing could this world be? Uh, and so, you know, I just try to paint those different pictures to our team members to essentially try to share a bit of that vision and communicate what that could look like so that we're all working towards that same goal. Um, because I think if we can actually achieve that, we can truly change the world in the way that people communicate and share information. Tom Hammond, the founder of UserWise on episode 13. When you're in doubt, when you lack clarity of direction, go back to your purpose, your why, it will guide you. Plus, if you need an extra boost, Finding your purpose is a great reason to get out of bed every day. Maria Tanyala on episode 37 agrees. Once it becomes clear why you're doing the things you're doing every morning, you don't need to remind yourself. For me, 
It's what I live for, she said. Time for a short announcement before we continue. Most entrepreneurs need to learn selling. That was Joshua Schulman, sales trainer from Schulman Communications Interactive LLC on interviews episode number 10. I could not agree more. You could have the best product or service in the world. If you don't sell it, you have zero business. Selling comes with the job of being an entrepreneur. And many entrepreneurs start a business because they are an expert in their fields. They saw an opportunity and took a leap of faith. They often fail to realize they also need to perform at sales because they see it as something the least comfortable. It doesn't have to be that way. You're not born a salesperson. You become one. That's the good news. Because you can learn what sales is really about. It's a lot easier than what you think. On March 4th, I'll be moderating a workshop that will teach you the seven key sales fundamentals every entrepreneur should master. I invited a sales coach, Ellen Atherton, the founder of Two Summit Up, to share a 20-year sales experience. Ellen's been supporting entrepreneurs in their quest to generate more sales for nearly five years. Register now to the workshop, The 7 Key Sales Essentials for Entrepreneurs. It's on March 4, 2021, starting at 2 p.m. GMT. More information and registration on my website, laurentnotin.com. Entrepreneurs. Despite how you can feel sometimes, you are not alone. You won't succeed without the help of others. That's a pretty clear statement my guests agree upon. By others, they mean people within your organization, like your employees, as well as people outside your organization, such as mentors. The key message is simple. Surround yourself with people even if you're a solopreneur. Internally, Astacilo Brinzer, the founder of Hopscraft Beer, says in episode 6, your people are the ones who usually hold your business together. Indeed, people are more resilient than technology. Actually, when technology breaks down, you need people to fix it. Don't recruit people who are built on your profile. There's only one you, and that's you. Instead, hire the best people for your business. By best, I don't mean having the best technical skills. I mean having a combination of the right attitude and technical skills. You can always teach technical skills. Attitude is much more difficult. Once you've hired the best people for your business, show them the way, empower them, and let them do. Eric van Kauser, the founder of Swiss Autoglass, tells us why on episode 12. What I see is more I empowered our team, the, the easier my work is because they uh, handle more things 
without having to ask me for authorization or approval or whatever. And they're going to do it really nicely because they're going to think about if I take that decision, uh, what's the influence for the company? Will it be good? Will it be bad? Will it cost something? What will it bring? And I don't have to make a decision. Think about your team from the beginning, not just when you're facing a wall. Maria Frangier, the founder of Social Prize in episode 39, acknowledges that she should have hired people earlier because she was exhausted. Foresee what you need as both soft and technical skills, where you can delegate. Think about the tasks that you don't like that someone else can handle and recruit people who have the same passion as you. If they don't, it will be difficult for them to grow during bad times too. If you can act as a catalyst to getting people to, to you know, perform at their best and do something that they're passionate about as well and draw people together with a common aim, it's a win-win, right? Because you're, you're getting people to work towards something which they, which they feel passionate about themselves and want to be part of. Um, and at the same time, you're delivering you know, on, on what your own objectives are. As a, as, be it a company, be it a particular project brief, be it uh, a non-profit uh, objective of, or a charitable concern. All of these things need people to, to drive them forward. David Cole from Atelier Cole on episode 14. We talked about internally. Now let's talk about externally. Remember that the issues you may face are not only yours. Others have certainly gone through very similar patterns. It'll make it way easier if you talk about your concerns with others, if you share your experience and practical tips. Don't stay isolated. Paul Baker, the founder of Saint-Pierre Group, talks about it in episode 46. I think it's important as a, a leader of the business actually to be seen and not to yeah. be in some ivory tower, but to actually talk to people and just listen to them and, and, and connect with them, basically, and, mm. and bring them into the business in the right way. Sometimes there is no need to reinvent the wheel. Learn from people who have been there before you. They can help you save much time and achieve more. In addition, outside people like mentors keep you accountable for yourself. Learn what you do wrong. Work with others who can give you the energy you need so you avoid burnouts. For instance, you could build a formal or informal advisor board. Know when your experience is no longer enough, when you need other people to help you, bring them on board. Be humble about the fact that you need advice, that you require the help of others. Listen to Stella Boyd, founder of She Investments, episode two. You need to like be very humble mm -hmm. and put your ego aside mm -hmm. and ask for help and ask for advice and just, yeah, try to um, build that community. That's probably the best thing that you can do for yourself and also for your business. Just don't pretend to know everything because like other people have made the mistakes before you. So allow don't them to tell way. them, yeah, yeah, allow them to tell you what mistakes they've made so you don't make the same ones. Many entrepreneurs face the risk to become the main bottleneck where everything is tied around them. Don't be that entrepreneur and get people around you 
people who can support you and with whom you can share the load. You could have the best product or service in the world. If you don't sell it, you have zero business. Entrepreneurs, I am afraid you need to develop your sales skills. It comes with the job. I think more entrepreneurs need to learn sales training from prospecting all the way to close. Yes, how to deal with objections and, and, and get referrals and how to deal with uh, issues of um, when to move on to the close part, uh, how to identify your DM, your decision maker. Is this person, are you wasting your time talking to someone who has no capacity or authority to authorize this? Yes, I totally agree with Joshua Schulman, who talked to me in episode 10. In our digital era, we have the tendency to hide behind the algorithm or behind the app. Let me remind you something. There's always another human being clicking on the buy button on the other side. Entrepreneurs often find sales scary. They're afraid of being too pushy. That's because sales is often misunderstood. Great salespeople understand three things. One, sales is about having conversation. Sales is really a conversation. It's a conversation where you're enrolling somebody into something that you would like to see occur. And mm -hmm. so it may be a solution for them. And that's part of the sales conversation is how can I help you? And then encouraging them to understand that what it is that you have is going to help them uh, in some way of their life, you know, time-wise, money-wise, or both. That was Sarah Selly, the founder of Space I Share on episode 47. Remember, there are people on the other side. What's the best way to connect with them? Having conversations, asking questions, and be genuine about it. Obviously, not all conversations will get you a sale, but they will definitely leave a better impression than being pushy. You'll need many conversations to get to one client. Two, great salespeople understand that selling is not about how great their product is. It's about their customers' needs only. On episode three, Giovanni Antonio, the founder of wayhome.asia, describes it as follows. I quote, Essentially, everyone's got to present that same product in your niche. It's how you engage with the customers. To make them feel it being presented by you is more valuable than what everybody else can offer to them. Emotionally, understanding what their needs are and figuring out how your services are going to meet those needs in a way that it's not. Everything I have to offer is the best, but is I'm really good at understanding your needs to make your life easier. And of course, put yourself in your customer's shoes. Do you want to be told how fantastic the product is? Or do you want to be explained how the product will solve my problem or make my life better? Let's hear what Natalia Rodonova, the founder of IT Academy Step Cambodia, episode 41, has to say. Actually, I'm not selling, I'm helping. And then changing this perspective made me realize that helping means 
understanding what people want mm -hmm. and why do they want it and how mm -hmm. my service my product can help them sales is not this kind of like you know uh, market style approach but yeah. rather than a communication and continuous exchange three great salespeople realize that sales never ends you got a project great hold hands on deck hold on what about when the project is completed what will happen if there's nothing in your pipeline make sure as adam bosner the founder of nhs talent group learned to always dedicate time to business development because if you're a, an entrepreneur you need to have a consistent flow of business coming in mm -hmm. a lot of people get stuck in a trap where they'll do biz dev for a period and then they'll stop because they got some jobs coming in some business coming in and then they'll concentrate on executing you need to have you know the rule that i like to do is you know either 60 40 or 70 30 depending on the economy 70 percent executing 30 percent biz dev 70 percent of my time executing my current clients 30 percent of the time doing biz dev to conclude that part about sales I would add that there's another risk entrepreneurs face, forgetting to remain connected to their customers while the business scales up. Chris Elkin, the founder of Doodle Brands, shares his experience on the subject in episode 17, I quote, the most time I ask, when is the last time you actually spoke to a customer? You know, the person that your role relies on, the person that makes sure you get out of bed in the morning, when is the last time you actually asked for feedback? Frequently, people have never spoken to one of their customers. End of quote. We all have in mind bad customer experience with companies. Don't become that company. Anita Toth wants us in episode 29. It is no longer price. It is no longer your products and features that are defining uh, whether a business is successful, starting now and going forward, it's going to be customer experience. The companies that give, like you talked about, that, that customer focused, mm -hmm. and they genuinely and truly are in everything they do, those are the ones that are going to succeed moving forward. Ah, being an entrepreneur, when you really think about it, there's so many ups and downs, so many tears. Why doing it? Some have always been entrepreneurs, often because they were born in a family of entrepreneurs. Others went to the corporate world, realized it wasn't for them, and decided to start the entrepreneurial adventure. Like Julien Brun, the founder of CEL, says in episode 25, I quote, I became an entrepreneur a bit by luck. I loved it from day one and I could not stop. Indeed, entrepreneurs are hooked, despite all the challenges we talked about. Remember, entrepreneurship is a journey. You're there for the long haul. Entrepreneurs need to accept that failure is part of the game. As entrepreneurs, you must find your purpose, your why, so it all makes sense. You also must sit on your egos and surround yourself with people, both internally and externally. And lastly, entrepreneurs need to be great salespeople. 
There is so much to learn, so many ups and downs. So why are we crazy enough to start the adventure? The common reason I found among my guests, and actually myself, because it's a calling. The entrepreneurship force is simply strong with us. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this special episode. If you have, please share it with your network. Let's help other entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. I'll be happy to answer any questions you may have about today's content or entrepreneurship in general. Send me an email, contact at laurentnotin.com or reach out on LinkedIn. See you next time. Bye for now.